Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of The Gays Are Revolting is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. Each month, The Wine Gallery recommends food pairings to match your delivery. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code GAYSREVOLTING at checkout. This episode of The Gays Are Revolting is brought to you by Koala. Koala are known for mattresses, but they've also nailed the sofa. As opposed to Luke, who's been nailed on the sofa, <laughs> on the mattress, <laughs> on the dumpster, in the alleyway, on the doorstep, <laughs> in the back of the car. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code GAYSREVOLTING at checkout. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, your definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Gays Revolting, and of course on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod. And hello again. Oh, We're yeah. back for like episode 400 or something. I don't know what. <laughs> what are we up to? It feels like I've been stuck in a room with you people oh, God. most of my life. <laughs> yeah, and we have your regular hosts. We have Mikey with the reading skills of Helen Keller. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have Thomas, who's camper than a row of tents and twice as accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> And we have Luke who hopped off his high horse to be here today. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> and me, Kyle. Hey. <laughs> How many people wrote the, did you have working on those? That's oh, amazing. Yeah. Excuse me. Rude. <laughs> I just spent the whole day thinking we got that. They were That's very good. Thank well you. done, thank darling. You, thank you. <laughs> How's everybody? How was very your public good. holiday? We had the Melbourne Cup here in Melbourne. Makes we sense. had the Melbourne <laughs> Cup here in <laughs> Melbourne. We did. Yeah. The only city in the world that has a public holiday for a horse race. Oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah, I, I was kind of it. so happy that it was pissing down rain. Yeah. It yeah. poured down rain. Yeah. Lol, suckers. Like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was my birthday yesterday, so oh, yeah. I was like, I'm birthday. not going to the Melbourne Cup. Hell That's no. cool. Like, you got a whole public holiday. Yeah, it was amazing birthday. having my birthday <laughs> off. I was like, this oh. never happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a bit loose at Granny Bingo. You came along to Granny I Bingo? I brought all my work friends to Granny Bingo. Oh, did they love it? They really did. They laughed oh, a lot. Um, and we had your special guest, the homeless guy off the street. Oh, yes. We had Because we do Granny Bingo in Fitzroy and obviously there's a lot of people that are yeah. homeless in the area and a gentleman walked in and started talking to Kyle Manal, uh, who of course is one of the co-hosts and he didn't realise that <laughs> Kyle even though he was in drag holding a microphone was doing the show so they just started chatting and he became part of the show it was quite yeah. fun actually he yeah. kept like grabbing the microphone did he realise he was in drag? Uh, yes he did and he eventually okay. realised there was a show going on and just sort of became part of the show <laughs> I had a very fun night on Saturday and I actually have a thank you that I'd like to put out there on the podcast on Saturday night I went to Le Peel and got very very drunk and about <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning I was like I need some ammo and normally I always go out with a bottle of yeah. ammo in my pocket and I'd forgotten this evening mm. and I turned and there was a, a, a young lady uh, standing next to me on the dance floor who was having a whiff of a bottle and I said oh can I be so rude as to... I mean, it was five o'clock in the morning at the PR. I was probably like... Bleh, bleh, bleh. But I asked her for a bit of her ammo and she gave me a summer and she said, oh, and um, by the way, I love your podcast. Oh, was her name Kate? Oh. I don't... I'm not going to name drop, but I have a I don't, I don't someone remember. Named <laughs> Thanks, Kate. So. Thanks, Kate. I'm very excited. I finally decided the name of my Choose Your Own Adventure book oh, yes. that okay. I've been working on. It's going to be called Let's Play With Each Other's Feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Choose Your Own Adventure book, but... 
no matter what choices you make, you always get dumped at the end of the story. Oh. Yeah. So, like, data Sounds daddy. uplifting. So, it's a true story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My friends Ken and I came up with a really good idea for the Melbourne Cup public holiday. For those of mm. you listening from interstate or overseas, there's a lot of controversy around this uh, public holiday that we have once a year because of the pain and the mm. torture that the horses are put through for the public holiday. So, my friends and I were saying, what about next year? We organised to all meet in the gardens, the, mm. the Carlton Gardens. Everyone brings booze and we have a horse race. H-O-A-R-S-E and we race drag queens around the Carton Gardens <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. And, that's a much better yeah idea. and um, you can like bet on which drag queen you think is going to win there will be like a height minimum for the heels that they have oh. to be wearing <laughs> if one of them falls they get a shot instead of getting shot I was just going to say have a shot and then they get them. back up again and then they yeah. keep running um, <laughs> and we can still do fashions on the field and everything like that but we'll just be racing drag queens yeah. around I the feel Carton like Gardens. Alaska would have to host this event <laughs> send her an email <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so, as I said, I was at Granny Bingo on Monday and just having a look around at all the like people in the audience, I couldn't help but notice so many gay guys on their phones on Grindr yeah. just during the show. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't miss those days of being mm. on apps and just being a slave to your phone and your app and just yeah. like that automated like response of just as soon as you open your phone, just opening an app. I remember people would get angry at me because I don't think I would use it for sex and like people get angry at me for that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they like, would be like, oh, get off here, you're a waste of time yeah oh, because okay. I wouldn't want to meet like immediately for sex yeah. I mean you are a waste of time but <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> talk to my mark <laughs> I liked Tinder better because I felt like you weren't harassed as much maybe mm. but then no one really would speak on Tinder like no. you were just it would just be like a game and you would just match people and then you're yeah. like okay well I'll match you next yeah, yeah. which yeah. isn't really a healthy way to think of yeah. people I mean it? do you think that apps also put you in this kind of state of mind that there's always something better so you never actually spend time with someone because you're like oh there's something better coming yeah absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I think I, I think the apps are fucking awful and I absolutely fucking hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have had them all constantly since the invention of the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I think I, the last couple of years I've sort of used it a little yeah. bit less, but that's just because I'm sort of getting I older th- and my sex drive's done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's completely unhealthy the way that we think of human beings now. I mean, I genuinely believe that this, along with RuPaul's Drag Race, is what's <laughs> killing the gay scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it is. Like, gay bars are shutting down mm-hmm. left, right and centre. Well, yeah. and, I, and some people argue that it's because of acceptance and all that sort of thing and I don't mm. think it is I think queer people still want a space that they can go to because you still yeah. can't go to a yeah. straight bar and hit on a guy and not be confident that he's not going to punch oh, no. your lights out That's mm-hmm. it. but we now do that online and another thing is like you sort of talked about weirdos and, and people that are yeah. just looking for sex and that sort of thing it's funny how many people have judged me for talking <laughs> openly about going to sex on site premises mm. and saunas yeah. mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and people are like that's dirty that's disgusting yeah. that's filthy it's like fuck off go. you go to someone's <laughs> house without yeah. knowing their name without telling but, a I mean, single person you're there yeah. at four o'clock in the morning and you don't <laughs> yeah. know if they're going to kill yeah. you. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. terrifying. It's actually, I think it's um, a much healthier going to a sauna and having sex yeah. with random people. And then at least you also talk to human beings well, yeah, face to face. There's that interaction first. Uh, but in I mean, between, I'm not yeah. getting messages that are being like, hey, can I take a dump on your chest? Because that's happened before. Or people just opening conversations with close-up pictures of their starfish. Yeah. And you're Look, like, I, I think people that want to take dumps on other people's chests are allowed to be on apps to find it I think but, I people mean, sending pictures to like, sending pictures without b- yeah. talking about but don't you think there should be some kind of lead up instead of like your first message to somebody but that's what and I'm saying I think it's much like healthier having you. human interactions where you sort of go yeah. oh and um, you know this has been a nice date and by the way I, I quite enjoyed dumping yeah. On people's chests, <laughs> rather than just like yeah. these things where you can just block someone, or you know, it's it's yeah. it's really taking yeah. out the human interaction. And people, I think, use it when they're feeling anxious. I know when I'm in a public mm. situation, if I at a party and I don't know, I, I'll just pull my phone out and I'll quickly open the apps and start yeah. kind of thing. But question, I think it yeah. also adds to your anxiety because you lose yeah. it, forgetting how to interact with human beings when you're totally. on them. The terror is part of the apps <laughs> that I really enjoy. <laughs> is when someone's really close by to you <laughs> the and you're like, and oh. horror and. As someone who's been nominated as Grinder Weirder of the Year four years in a row, <laughs> oh, yeah. I take offence to this. <laughs> she's beauty and she's the, grace. Like she's got a cavernous space. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Grinder's one of my favourite spaces in the world because it's, it is problematic, like mm. most of my favourite things. And uh, I think about the years Tom and I would know pre-app 
you had to basically sneak into gay bars to meet other gay yeah. men. Mm. So I can see the purpose there. But mm-hmm. when I, I look back historically at my life, I can pinpoint a real point where all of my anxieties, my self-confidence issues, my body image issues mm-hmm. started to really come into full force. And it coincided with the apps. Yeah. So it's this thing that has brought so much joy, sex and love into my life. Mm. At the same time, exposing me and opening up my anxieties, Mm -hmm. my mental illnesses, and the problems that I still struggle with years later. It took me ages to really come to terms with that, is that it can be a good thing and a bad thing Mm. at the same time. I also think people shouldn't be ashamed of, like, meeting people off there. Like, if they're with someone, like, you know, when people make up stories of how they met and everything, just own up to it. It's it's modern day dating. I met my boyfriend off an app, Hornet, which is, like, the least one I ever used. I just had it. Yeah, I've really met people off Hornet, yeah. Yeah. For me... I realized towards like the end of my use of apps that it's not healthy for me to use at mm-hmm. all. Like with my anxiety, my anxiety was way higher yeah. than what it was previous to me. It's using almost like it. a quick fix, but it yeah, makes it but worse. like it was yeah. actually making it far, far worse. And so like I was like using Grinder and Scruff, and I used Tinder for a bit and Bumble for a bit. Is Scruff more American, like because I've never I think Scruff I, I think is more, and aimed. I was like, this is really weird and hard to use. Yeah, um, I think it's more aimed towards American usage. Yeah. but like it's sort of it's like a combination of Grinder and Tinder. Okay. You can like upload more photos yeah. and stuff uh, and actually have and like and would you say scruff is like different sorts of guys or like yeah, is it well, like yeah. even more like hairier kind of like as at least in like, Australia I, I, yeah, I feel like yeah. scruff is used more by guys that identify as like bears or oh, um, alternative yeah. or literally yeah, the like name scruffy scruffy guys, scruffy like guys. Scruffy guys. Um, yeah. yeah and there's so many dating apps now and they all have like their own like gimmick like bumble mm. and stuff well there's that, sort yeah. of a thing of like that grinder is the overarching one and if same. you go into grinder you'll see all of the guys from all of the different apps on the one thing that yeah I love seeing multiple <laughs> to check them on <laughs> one and, yeah. 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 and have a conversation going yeah, yeah. with them on both apps at the same time yeah. Yeah. Both or, or be forward. like being abused on all different yeah. apps oh, by the God. same person yeah, yeah. That's, that's they're just like hunting fun. you down they, they like full hunt you and then make <laughs> yeah. new accounts and get oh it's I think yeah. everyone's been through yeah. that so now that we, people have been using it for mm. an extended period of time now that the, the apps have been out for a while we're actually starting to get studies done on what affects mm-hmm. these things are doing to us it is available in the straight world obviously but it is more prevalent in the gay world. I think it was Nath Velvo, the comedian, who had a great bit about how Tinder, which is the most used heterosexual dating app, and yeah. Grinder. the two main differences are that Tinder has an algorithm to work out the kind of people that you're interested in and tries yeah. to match with them. Grinder is just who is the nearest person yeah. to where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. I do not care whether I'm going to get along with them. I don't care if How sexy kind. is proximity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The nearest possible person I can stick my dick in. Yeah, I need them here. I can get them here. And, yeah, and it now <laughs> yeah. even has like a thing that... It pairs with Uber to tell you what? Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. They what? have that scene thing now, right? So you can see if someone's seen if someone message, your messages. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Did they start? Wet? Remember how in an early episode we were talking about kinder. Did yes, kind of has what started. Like, it is, it actually- um, yeah, do you know, I have sort of noticed a l- uh, the changes. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about it before mm-hmm. they rolled it yeah. out. Now, instead of the little speech bubble, it used to say, say something, it says, say yeah. something kind. Oh, li- like, there is okay, little things like, in there, but mm-hmm. it's still, you still Post- get a lot of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people still come up with different ways of saying whatever they want to say, whether they're looking mm-hmm. for drugs, yeah. which they've always been trying to... Oh, yeah. And so now there's just different ways of putting in emojis to say <laughs> what kind of people you don't want to have sex with. Yeah. Or I found also the highest amount of catfish would always be on Grindr. Like, Every like I just assume people are fake yeah. until they yeah. can provide like five forms of identification. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I want Facebook. I yeah, want like Instagram. just like I'm like you ain't real unless well, like I you really send me like... a photo of you doing a handstand with like yeah. one hand on your stomach. Yeah, and I have <laughs> like, I've done that before. But now, that's why I like yeah. this thing of how now you can attach your Instagram profile and stuff like yeah. that and bring it a little bit more into the real mm-hmm. world. I do think there should be a way of approving through like your verifying. Instagram verifying yeah. that you yeah. have yeah. at least connected this to your private also for Facebook safety and... purposes because there's so many. Yeah, you do hear stories. Yeah. Most of them are about me. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, they've got these studies coming out now showing the effects that these apps are having on us. And so they sort of started looking at ways to combat it. So if you are using the apps more than you would like and you're not mm-hmm. feeling very good about it you can now you know start talking to mental yeah. health specialists but um, I know that they've started interestingly using the same techniques that they use for sex addicts yeah. to wean people off grinder. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. oh wow because I've read these articles so and the thing I just want a disclaimer is sometimes when you can read a study the language that they can use is very scary mm. and being a gamer I've seen similar reports done mm-hmm. with similar language oh, yeah. where 
they make comparisons to drug addiction. It's a real easy link to make. Yeah. So we have this thing, it's causing people problems and it's releasing dopamine mm-hmm. and it's giving you this good feeling, which is similar to the feeling that people have mm-hmm. when they take drugs. Ipso facto, this thing is bad. But what the studies or the articles often leave out is the percentage of that chemical that is released in the brain because it's usually like less than 10%. Like it's minimal levels. Yeah, yeah. It is still something that we've talked about on the show is like the culture that we're creating at the moment and the things that we're doing and the way that we live is such uncharted territory. We're not mm. really going to know the effects until the four of us mm-hmm. are old yeah. enough. Yeah, I look back. It's and all very new. Yeah. It's all yeah. new. And I, I look back and go in my heyday, you know, back in the BC years or whatever, <laughs> yeah. I was having so much sex. I was on the app all the time I had to buy a little Kiki K scheduler <laughs> so I could keep track, <laughs> keep track of, of like okay I've got a one o'clock yeah. I've got a three oh, wow. o'clock and I have yeah. a six o'clock and I was yeah. having so much sex but I was so unhappy mm. yeah, at the same time yeah. it was like the least happy time mm. in my life yeah. a lot of that was due to the app usage yeah. we can identify that there is a problem one of the statistics they released from one of these studies which I found quite scary and it was a big study so yeah. there's this non-for-profit organisation called Time Well Spent and they're focused on drawing attention to the digital crisis, the digital attention crisis, sorry. So they did this survey of 200,000 people and they said, which which apps do you use? Mm. And then there was a whole series of questions and one of the questions was, do you feel unhappy when you've finished using that app? Whether you ended up having sex or not, once you've closed the app, do you feel unhappy? And of people that use Grindr, 77% of people said they don't feel happy when they close the app Mm. and finish using it. That's the worst of all of the apps available to everybody, mm-hmm. followed by interestingly Candy Crush Saga. I was just going to say, was Candy Crush? <laughs> and then, oh my God! And, really? then, and, and then, then Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say yeah, like Instagram. It begs the question: like, once we do start having hard evidence of mental health issues, as high as seventy-seven percent of people feeling shit after using an app, is there a societal obligation, just governments or whatever, mm. to do something about that? I do think so. Yeah. I if people keep presenting with the same issues and it's a recurring theme and it becomes more and more and more Mm. because the times are changing the things that affect us even though you wouldn't pick it you know you could go talk to a psych and they know all about grinder because they've had to go and research and look at what it is because so many people going in and saying Mm -hmm. i feel fucking terrible Mm -hmm. i don't know why and you dig and you dig and you dig and you realize you're on this app so much Uh, the average usage is 61 minutes a day a day it's that little ring yeah and there's a word for that it's called variable ratio reinforcement and what it is it's where you get positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. at an irregular interval if you knew you get it every half hour say Mm -hmm. so you get that little grinder if you could only check your grinder messages every half hour Mm. then it's not as addictive as when you don't know when the next one's coming and it's the same way that poker machines work so you can sit at a poker machine and one day you might get it you know a win every Mm. average 17 minutes but the next day you might sit there for six hours and yeah. because your mind's going oh hang on the coming, next one coming, might be just yeah, in 10 coming, minutes it might yeah. be in three minutes so you yeah. sit there waiting and oh, waiting no, for that next pause and that's the most apparently yeah. the studies say mm. is the most addictive kind of reinforcement no, that no, you can yeah. get because wow. like that definitely relates to like I can remember being on the apps and like there were a few times where it's just like bing 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 like and you talk to three four guys mm. and like you'd hook up and it was whatever mm. but then there'd be a day where you'd spend six to seven hours at, like mm. not yeah. talking to anybody just waiting just I spent days like looking at your screen. Uh, yeah, like getting someone up. Someone talk to me. Yeah, mm. and just sitting yeah. there until it's dark again. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not healthy. No. But so then, go back to my question, if there is a government requirement to do it, that sort of gets into dangerous territory because if you look mm. at Grindr being the, the one that has the most negative feelings after being used and then Facebook is the third most, once we start getting into territory where we're, like, restricting people's use of certain things, yeah. you know, we look at countries like China. I, I don't know. Yeah, basically, I don't know what the resolution I, is. Yeah. I always advocate for... Education is is the Mm. thing and more people that talk about it and our show is really great about that because we all sit here and go like, this is a great thing, but made me feel fucking terrible Mm. too. (laughs) And there's some gray area and the education of each other is really the most important part because governments aren't going to step in when it comes to million dollar companies and apps and Mm. things that they can't regulate Mm. because they're tied up in other areas or Mm. whatever. And that's why mental health specialists as well know about the social impacts in the gay community as well. For a lot of people, the apps are not going to go away. It's no. a, it's the conversation around it and our interactions mm. in them. Mm. We can all talk about how bad it's made it 
us feel, but also how good it has. I've had four long-term relationships all through Grinder, mm. you know, yeah, three years plus, well, yeah. and met people for non-sexual reasons through those apps. There's more than one experience to have. Are you boys ready to take a treacherous little journey <laughs> with me into a, a touchy topic? A deep little yes. dive? It's a conversation I think that's been bubbling up mm. or been present in the community for the last few years. And it's been on my mind all the time because I have a lot of female friends. I was hanging out with some friends and I was just kicking and having a laugh like we do. And I think someone had rocked up, you know, just like I group Mikey and I said, hey, bitch, how are you? And my friend came up to me afterwards and was like, I just need to talk to you about something. I really, really don't like when you call your friends bitch. It, it was a female friend of mine. And I said, oh, no, it's not a thing. That's how we talk. Yeah, we yeah. like each other. And that's how yeah. all of us sort of greet each other. And there's yeah. nothing. Meant. And she said, well, as a woman you're kind of stepping into a really touchy area there. Mm. And I'd like if you wouldn't do it. I'm not proud of myself. I got yeah. my back up. Mm. I felt personally attacked. And I said, well, this is our culture. I'm a minority too. Mm. And I've been mm. vilified in these sort of ways. But you walk away from it and you go, I was wrong. This mm. word yeah. means something else. You do a bit of research. People have been treading around this topic for a while. Is there a problem yeah. with gay men and misogyny? How does our culture view women how do we mm. interact with women? It's especially about the language because yeah, I've yeah. now tried to cut back calling my friends, you know, stupid bitches <laughs> as a greeting. Just yeah. in general, I realize it's not very nice either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I think that language goes hand in hand with being like a gay guy with a whole bunch of girlfriends. You're like, hey ho, hey slut, hey yeah. bitch. <clears throat> and like, I, I know I'm definitely guilty of it. And sometimes you get caught off guard when you refer to someone like that that you're not very close with and then you're just like, oh, I've yeah. made a mistake. Yeah, like, I've I definitely should not have bitch done that. Bitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, bitch is an interesting one because personally I've yeah. never thought of bitch as being a female thing I mean the, the true meaning of the word is a, is a female dog but a, yeah. but a bitch I've often used when using it in a derogatory term to describe men and not in an emasculating way yeah. as, it's, mm. as if to associate them with women or anything like that so that's the first time I've sort of thought of bitch specifically being a yeah. term that can only be offensive towards women there are other words that I have definitely tried to remove from my vocabulary like cunt very yeah. Australian because that is very <laughs> it's very Australian but it's also that is something that is quite derogatory towards women regardless that, of whether you're yeah, using it towards yeah. a woman or a man but generally speaking on a wider level yeah there absolutely is a, a problem mm. with misogyny misogyny in in the gay scene oh, yeah, yeah i think the most misogynistic people i've met have been from the gay scene really? unfortunately yeah there have been a few times where i've been out in drag and like just hanging out at like thursday or like circuit and like, especially more thursday i've got to say <laughs> which, is, which surprised <laughs> me that's interesting because i find that to be a it's a more inclusive space well just also the percentage like, of people there is much higher female than well, any yeah. other venue i'm aware of but you, i'm not disagreeing with you no 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 and like one specific incident I'd met this group of like lovely guys and we'd been chatting away went to the Sublaki shop and they just started going off about all the women there and mm. saying that they should, shouldn't should be in our space and like who do they think they are and I was sitting there and was like you can't really say that like that's yeah. not totally fair agree you, like yeah. what do you mean this is a space not just for gay men but for gay women mm. and trans people and anybody straight people it doesn't matter like this mm. isn't a gay men specific club and for you to be standing there saying that to me considering majority of the people in my family are women every person i look up to who are my idols are women a lot of my friends are i was just like okay this this isn't cool you need to yeah. stop gay guys can be really catty yeah, and like like you, really intense you always like hear of like the gbf like the gay best friend mm. and like pairing up with girls but then it can also be the other way around like a gay guy like taking control and like domination yeah. over a female and just like controlling her with her like style and like mocking her and yeah her clothes Absolutely. and everything like that and it can get really nasty can i play devil's advocate here though <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. please because um, I, I, I said to you guys before like i i'm yeah. the, my, the way my mind works is like 
like I like thinking of resolutions with things yeah. and not just about issues. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have seen this. Like I, I've worked in the gay scene for years and I've seen a huge amount of this mm-hmm. in who gets hired to do gigs, who the audience like seeing when they're at a, yeah. at a gig, whether it's at a gay venue or a gay event that's being held elsewhere. And the people doing this, the, the people that are, that are saying these things, I often find we notice that they're misogynistic because they're in an environment where there are women there, but mm-hmm. they also hate straight men yeah, um, and yeah. they're also very exclusionary to anyone outside their bubble. And sometimes that bubble isn't just gay men, it's their specific group that they yeah, identify with yeah. within the gay scene as well. So it's quite often will be, oh, it's some old queens that are quite racist to people, whether they're LGBTI or not, yeah. that, uh, as well as being misogynistic, as well as hating the younger gays and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Or it might be young twinks that can't stand the older queens, yeah. as well as the lesbians yeah. and everything. And I often find that those people that are aggressive towards people outside their little bubble mm-hmm. are the people that have really struggled the most. Yeah. I know that when I was younger and I was really struggling with being isolated and being tormented mm-hmm. basically I will be honest I was the same I was yeah. I was not a good person the way that I treated other people Yeah. so whilst I'm not saying that that makes it okay I think that this is a symptom mm-hmm. of something else Lashing so it does, yeah and, and I'm not at all justifying mm-hmm. them behaving in that way the women that they're treating like this aren't the people that did what happened to them Yeah. Mm-hmm. but in my mind I often think oh that's why you act that way yeah, yeah. it's 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 an othering and you see it a lot if if you are othered it can come as second nature to find the next next one down Mm -hmm. the chopping block from you totally and it just makes you feel a bit more secure Mm -hmm. to go after that lesser minority and it's something you know you experience as being biracial or whatever. Do you, you think they only go down though? I think they go up. I think you just find another group. You find, really. yeah, it's, yeah. It's easier to go down, as you yeah. know, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goes down like a two dollar. My time on Grinder <laughs> trying to go down. Uh, and I think this topic is really coming to a head with I hate bringing up Drag Race <laughs> on yeah. this show, but Drag Race is exploding and the culture around drag race Mm -hmm. is bringing in a lot of straight women into basically the gay culture scene. It's their introduction for a lot of them and they're living, they are living for it, which is great. Mm. But it's also bringing this conversation closer and closer Mm. to a sort of boiling point. Mm. I've been guilty of it. I was at Alaska's Mm. show here and I think I was texting you guys being like, oh, I can't even get to the bar. There are so many straight chicks here. And that's not a very nice thing to say. I'll admit that. But it's where our culture's heading. I'm going to go further and push you a little bit on that though. (laughs) And feel free to ask (laughs) to cut it out. But you were saying, I can't get to the bar because there's so many straight women pushing in front of me at this bar. Whilst I'm not, again, not defending misogyny in the gay scene, in that situation I think what the problem was that there was no respect being shown by those women to the place that they were in. And I notice this a lot when I go to heterosexual mm-hmm. bars. The beautiful women will push in front of everybody Absolutely. at the bar because that's how society works yeah. for them. And then they come into a queer space. There has to be a little bit of respect shown to, yeah. sorry, no, we just joined the queue, whoever's yeah, in front yeah, of us kind yeah. of a thing. Like they're not really educating themselves yeah, let's, on the space I, I just don't want to focus on the yeah, wrong like problem respect. here. I want to focus on the correct problem. <laughs> in that situation, you are actually right mm-hmm. that, that, that they were were coming into a space and being disrespectful to a queer space. Oh I'm defending God. you. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was wrong. But 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 that doesn't excuse misogyny. No. Um, there is still awful conversations happening, mm-hmm. and yeah, that old story of like queens going out with their fag hag and ditching her as soon as they find a route and leaving her to yeah. find her way home drunk outside. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I was about to say the exchange, but that hasn't but been open no. for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of when I was younger and did it oh, myself. Wow. Sort of being like, oh no, you're you're my support and my backup, but I found yeah. something better, and I'm ditching yeah. you to mm-hmm. to go find this. Can I? I ask a question because yes. I'm, I'm very interested to hear your answers. Do you think as a fellow member of a minority group, mm-hmm. we have any obligation is the word of the night, it seems, any obligation to educate ourselves in terms of women's rights and the feminist movement and the sort of issues that they're facing? Or do you think well, that's... Well, sorry, women aren't a minority, first of all. Well, I guess so. Um, but <laughs> they are definitely a victimized and persecuted yes. group of people who have had 
had to fight yeah. for their rights. So in that absolutely, way, yeah, I absolutely yeah. do think it is our obligation to educate ourselves and educate other people within yes. our community that haven't educated themselves. And I don't think just as gay men, I just think as humans, yes. we should be doing yeah. that. Lifting like, everybody regardless. Yeah. Like, yeah. You should learn about the rights of people who haven't had them mm-hmm. ever. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And have had to fight and struggle for it regardless. But I would caution <laughs> that by saying it should be a conversation yeah. Yeah. is, yeah, is yeah, I totally. think, the most effective way for that to happen, not a lecture. Well, I had a lecture prepared. (laughs) 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 Now I don't know what to do with that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 400 page oh lecture <laughs> you can read it in the group <laughs> some of my closest friends are mm. fierce fierce yeah. feminists and, mm-hmm. and whenever we talk and we get drunk we we realize these connections and this intersectionality between the problems that are facing our sort of experiences as gay men yeah. that women yeah. have faced they tell me something and they go ah oh, Yes, yes, no, that's what happened to me when I worked at Optus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me <laughs> something else. And I'll be like, yes, no, that's what my ex-boyfriend did to me. Yeah, I suddenly felt a connection and then went and went, I need to know more about this. I need to talk to you more. You need yeah. to tell me what I need to read. Mm-hmm. But Mikey's like 100% right. We should all just... <laughs> be doing it anyway not just because yeah we absolutely should be but we also like like i have said so many times on this podcast that no revolution was won by people doing their research no yes everyone should be doing that but that's not how the world works so i think whilst we should encourage people to do that the most effective way of educating people is to have conversations Mm. to ask more questions yeah and if you're someone that wants to learn more things ask them from the people Mm. that that have the information and and ask them about their experiences and then Mm. share their stories with other people where you can yeah so the next time Kate is offering you Amel, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a chat with her. About like, it. Can I just learn what a little bit thoughts? about women's rights? <laughs> yes, thank you. Sniff, sniff, and what are you? Four AM appeal. <laughs> Mikey, you were just on a wine tour. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I went on the most amazing wine tour on the weekend, yeah. and we did a food pairing with it. Oh. It was so good. There was yeah. like this beautiful Shiraz that we had with this lamb, and like this beautiful Costellas. And I was like, Oh, oh my, my gosh, dying! Fancy. Yeah. And then one of the other girls had like the fish and, and white wine, and I don't know, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> I wanted to go. Yeah, back. Yeah, because you I have to have white more. wine with fish. Yeah, right? white wine. Red wine's a no no. <laughs> no, it's a big no no. But mm. no, it was very delicious. Very I like fruity. to match wine with wine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the good news is you don't have to actually go all the way to the Yarra Valley to get a wine pairing anymore, Mikey. Oh, beautiful. That's right. When you go to thewinegallery.com.au, you can actually get food pairing advice with the wines that you're getting. You tell them the kind of things that you like drinking, and then they send you wines that suit your palate, Mm. but they also tell you what kind of foods you can have with them. So what wine goes with choking? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A tart wine. Is there there a breakfast option? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So my matching is generally price to price, Yeah. which is $12. $12 for wine, $12 for a meal. But I think (laughs) the winegallery.com.au does a much better job of that. And you can get $25 off your first box when you use the code GAYSREVOLTING at the checkout. But what goes with fishy? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I'm going to be honest here. One of the biggest fights I've ever had with an ex-boyfriend was over picking a sofa. Was it in Ikea? The end no, of relationships? <laughs> no, it was picking it online. Oh, and the problem was delivery time, oh. color, 
Yeah. And yeah, delivery can take up to like 14 weeks normally or some crap like that. And if we wanted soft or hard. You always want it hard. Right? Yeah, it was a choice between me or Tom, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about Koala is that they're ready to go in four minutes. Also like Tom. Also much like <laughs> Soft Tom. friend Tom. <laughs> they are really good. I do have a friend who has one, and I've done many recoveries on that couch, and oh, it's incredibly really? comfortable. Um, you can nap on there. You can spoon on there oh. if you're lucky enough to go home with someone. Or, like me, if you don't go home with someone, you can just have a little binge and have your Uber Eats on there. It's just delicious. Perfect ergonomic support. Yeah. <laughs> and much like Luke, it has... Timber feet, a white <laughs> armrest, <laughs> looks amazing, fashionable and grey. Neutral tones. Neutral tones. <laughs> neutral All about the So uh, check out koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Gaze Revolting at the checkout. Just before we get on to the next topic, something a little bit different that we wanted to bring up. Next week on our episode, we're going to be joined by the healthy bear, who is Dr. George, and he specialises in gay men's health. Basically, the whole episode will be based around everybody's questions. So please, 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 everyone send in their questions to us because that's what we're going to be talking about. They can be related to general, sexual, or even mental health. Send them our way and we would love to discuss them. Take a break from asking our social medias (laughs) if you can get Carl's nudes. (laughs) And instead, you can send us us any of your queries through there mm. or you can email through to gaze revolting at lip media with two p's dot com we'll keep it anonymous of course yeah. so don't be shy guys. And like even if you're not unless a gay- you want a shout out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean even if you're not a gay man and you want to ask something please do yeah we've actually already had a question from a woman that's great that, that's what we want yeah, everyone we're in. Got, let's we're do learn it. them today <laughs> <laughs> it was kate with the ammo was it <laughs> How do I get my ammo back off, Thomas? <laughs> he took it and ran. <laughs> so my boyfriend and I. <laughs> uh, you have a boyfriend? <laughs> well, no, we just haven't been going out a lot recently, and we've getting a, like really into Netflix <laughs> and noticing more and more that there are more queer characters just throughout everything we're watching, yeah. which is like really really cool and it's like. Awesome. I hadn't really taken notice of it before because they weren't there and I was just like, oh yeah, it's just a TV show I'm watching. But every show I'm watching at the Mm. moment has like a queer character or a gay character or someone who's on the spectrum of bisexuality. And like, it's been really nice when we started watching Sabrina and I I didn't realize that- um, Ambrose? Ambrose, yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful human. And I was just like, oh, it's a gay man. I was like, no, they're pansexual. And Mm. I was just like, oh, even better. Like, cool, this is amazing. And like- Which you would be if you lived for 300 and something years, wouldn't you? But it got me thinking about queer films and stuff and like Glad put out a report saying that this year is the highest amount of gender diverse and queer actors yeah. in mainstream TV and film yeah which is it's like 433 over last year's it was like 300 yeah something 8.8% which is yeah. 1 in 11 of re- regular characters on American primetime television yes. phenomenal that's like, huge yeah. compared huge. to when it was Mr. Humphreys and Are You Being Served you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> just will and grace yeah, and that's oh, cool. yeah. like that's but now watching pose and stuff has been really yeah, cool pose and, like contributed like, a lot of a- like queer actors and trans yeah actors like and they're everything. all trans good actors yeah. and like awesome. good and people of color and people of yeah color it's well, such a good show it's been amazing mm. but yeah i recently also watched call me by your name which i ha- i'm not oh. big into watching queer films and mm. i just like why aren't i watching more queer films oh, yeah and stuff I felt like I just don't connect yeah. to a lot of the films that are being put out, mm. unfortunately. Like, what I generally do don't like queer movies. I always find yeah. it really depressing. Yeah. And I don't want to feel that, like, mm. in regards to my sexuality and everything, because they're always going through some kind of hardship or they, like, AIDS. And yeah, die there's that old bashed. thing of, yeah, yeah every it's single. It's so yeah. depressing. <laughs> it did used although, to be, like, queer films yeah. where every, everyone either dies of AIDS or drug yeah, overdoses. It's so depressing. And, uh, although this year, a movie that really stood out for me was Love Simon. Mm. So yeah. I think it was, like, my second or third date with Duncan. Um, I won tickets to see this movie because he really loved the so book. Good. I had never even heard of it, so yeah. I like. How did you win them? Just, oh, I just so I've never lame. entered. <laughs> so I've lame. never entered a competition. Okay, to I win never it. entered a competition. Yeah, like, right. It sure. was like it was on. Pedestrian. You cut out all the coupons. Uh, it was. <laughs> It was on pedestrian TV and it was it was like a screening of the movie and it was um tell us why, like what reason like you want to see this movie. So I'm like, I just mm. started seeing a guy I really liked who likes this oh, movie. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Oh, that's so and cute. then and then they gave it to me and it was really cute. It was a really cute. Date. Also, like um, I also love that on your third date you were like, Hey, so uh, I'm gonna take you to a movie that I won <laughs> tickets to <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. cheap. <laughs> no, but I really liked that movie because yeah. it was it was just so different to every other kind of queer movie I've seen. Okay. It's just really mainstream and it just seemed mm. like a 
normal, regular kind of teen flick. And the guy just kind of happened to be gay. And mm. I enjoyed mm. that aspect of it, that it was very mainstream and normal yeah. for everyone to watch. Yeah. See, I'm torn. Really? Because it concerns me that you guys are saying I don't like queer cinema because it's depressing. I mean, not it's, all of it, but a lot of... And you're right, it is. Yeah. What flicks in my mind is, oh, hang on a second. Are we saying we don't want to hear the stories about the hardship yeah. that mm. our people have gone through? I think no. for me, it's more, we have previously seen a lot of this in film and yeah. in television that it would be really nice to see other yeah, stories. Bit, yes. more, okay, not yeah, just yeah. the same yeah. recurring yeah. thing, which I think is, it's really important that we do know all of that stuff. And, and it's fantastic that it is out there, but I want to see other perspectives. Like Josh and I have talked a lot about having children already. And yeah. like, I know it's not for a very long time that we're going to have that but I want to see more gay parents going through the struggle you got modern family well you've got <laughs> modern family but like I want to see like oh a real my. representation of gay parents trying yeah. to get children and yeah. what happens afterwards uh. or like later on down the track because like we just don't have that yes mm. no okay I see yeah, that like, yeah it's not that I, just, I don't, don't want to shy away yeah. from telling stories of hardship as well but yeah I, I do see the merit in yeah. um, having characters that are incidentally gay yeah. not yeah. that are in the story to t- talk about how hard it is to be gay I guess there is merit in in that I girl call me by it (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hated that film you hated it really I used to fuck in the Melbourne film scene Mm. quite a bit Mm. and did you say I used to fuck in the Melbourne yeah I was like (laughs) okay you know that was just the crew that I fucked with yeah and so like (laughs) it's hard to tell what you're talking about (laughs) Melbourne film festival it would be like 20 screenings I'd go to every year (laughs) and the majority of them were queer films I think it was two years ago we saw the adventure screening of call me by your name Mm -hmm. and we walked out of the cinema and my friends were in tears and heaping praise onto it what a beautiful film and we went and got a drink and people were like you're really quiet which is unusual for me and it generally means i'm pissed off and i hate something and i said i hate this film it is privileged white men Mm -hmm. once again who don't seem to work ever falling in (laughs) love and being the only two gay people in the world, coincidentally, in this very affluent sort of society, mm. falling in love. And, of course, it's a tragedy. And it mm. echoes what Mikey says is my big problem is we have gay tragedies already and mm. we've told these stories. And gay people and especially gay men nowadays are very good at seeking out what is available to us we will go and we will find gay Mm -hmm. films and we will watch them so it's not a problem of like us not wanting to know those stories or hear those stories because they exist Mm -hmm. and i do believe gay men will find it Mm -hmm. especially if there's a promise of a sex scene at some point we will find (laughs) i think i saw the weekend four times (laughs) we will find that film but the problem is is that we can't keep retelling that story yeah sure i made the classic rookie mistake of like going into the comments on facebook it was just like one of your regular gay news facebook feeds or whatever and they were sharing members of the community's stories the little video clips and someone shared their story of coming out and it was another white cisgender male just mm. saying it was really difficult because, you know, I was slightly effeminate, so I got bullied. Now I came out and life is, you know, a lot better. Mm. And I'm not devaluing that. That is a difficult thing to go through. And I was just curious. So I clicked on the comments and someone did point out and was like, we've had 16 of these. I really want to see a video from a person of color. Mm. Yeah. I really want to see a video from a trans yeah. individual. And they got read to Mm-hmm. It is worth pointing and out, I think, one of the really positive things to come out of that GLAD, it was pretty much 50-50% of male-identifying people and female-identifying yeah. people in that queer 8.8% of the representation, yes. and that there were more queer people of colour than white people yeah. for the first time ever since they've been doing these studies. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's the reason why I think three or four of us have not seen Love, Simon mm-hmm. is we don't have a connection to these stories. No, that's it. Whereas like my younger sister, she is bisexual and because she's a teenager and that came out and she watched it, she was just like, oh my God, it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love that she had that connection to it. And I was just like, I, like, I will eventually watch it. I do want to, but it's just, it's not that one that I sought out straight away. And mm. she's just like, it was amazing. It was everything. It was exactly how I feel like my life is right now. And I think it is a good representation for people of that age. Mm. Who are yeah, I think you can't expect school. every movie to like be that for 
everyone. Mm. Like it's targeted audiences. Yeah, my, my favorite okay. thing in movies now is when there are gay characters in the movies and it's not this huge big shock. Like it's just treated very normally. It's not like, oh, this yeah, is the gay it's like, I see it. I see it like, you know, when you see parents with kids and a kid falls down yeah. and they hurt themselves and they look to their parent for their reaction. Mm. Are they going to be like shocked? So like the kid's trying to determine whether or not to cry. I see it like in that kind of same way. Mm. Like if you don't make a huge deal about it, just like, I don't know, integrate it into society. Yeah. Like that's how I like it when someone's just, it's very, I mean, obviously tell I mean, the good I, stories I and everything, like, but I, I like know, how it's I, becoming I, more mainstream. It's just my back pricks up a little bit because I start yeah. thinking, hang on, are we straight washing these characters then? Um, I would never want to say, oh, I want to see more people of color that are in a show but I don't want them to make a big deal out of it, uh, yeah. out of them being people of color or yeah. or people with disabilities being in a show. But, but I, I mean, don't want them making a big deal out of their disability story, kind of a thing. I'm not sure if it's straight washing. Yeah, I know but what like, you're saying. You, yeah, like, but I think like, it's just worth integrated into society, like mm. that. Like, like you can yeah, picture a world is integrating, <laughs> conforming into it. Though. I wouldn't say conforming. Normalizing like, is yeah. the word you're looking yeah. for. You, we want to see normalized stories yeah, of gay life. Sure, and, and we mm-hmm. want to see. Ultimately, we're all asking for more stories. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, we're we're, all, we're, we're in a way stories. arguing for the same thing. It's yeah. like, yeah. I, I was watching Sabrina recently. There's a scene. It's like not a big spoiler or whatever. Mm. But there's like a sex scene, like two guys going at it. And like all these people walk in on them and like no one bats an eye. Like it's all girls yeah. and guys. And they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm. There's a gay film I saw two years ago that I'd never heard of because I think it got swept under the rug with The weekend, And I was kind of surprised that I hadn't heard about it. So if anything, I just wanted to recommend a film called Lilting. It is a tragedy. Um, Like Mm -hmm. that part kind of got my back up, but it is a very normalized. Mm -hmm. They were just a gay couple and it also had an interracial couple. So Mm -hmm. it's a white guy and an Asian boyfriend. Being gay in the terms of an Asian family Mm -hmm. as well as being gay in the modern world mm. yeah there was no aids panic there was mm. there was yeah. no uh gay panic either it was a very small story about two people that were in love who happened to be biracial it didn't make that the focus of the story either in a way which i think carl is talking about no but watch it it's a beautiful no, but what I, film. But what I take from that is you're an Asian person saying, I connect with this because it was a story and it was completely normal because it was just a white guy and an Asian guy in a relationship looking and it didn't have an AIDS panic thing. But for someone that's HIV positive, they would look at that and go, well, I feel excluded from that and that's not normalizing for me. And so why isn't my story being told in that story? Well, it's the same thing of saying we want more stories. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. there's this film out that I've literally never heard another gay man talk about. Yeah. Talk about. Yeah. It was very sort of fulfilling for me to watch as a biracial person mm-hmm. that's often in interracial couples yeah. to see myself represented on screen and the relationships that I've had, mm. but not in a super dramatic way. It felt sure. very true yeah. to the relationships mm. that I'd had. That was a film that existed for people like me. Yeah. And we want more mm. of those for the other members of our yeah. community. I, yeah. I think we're sort of all on the same page. Like, I think yeah. maybe what we're looking at is it that we want more stories where yeah. the queer characters are normalized, but we also don't want to be forgetting the stories yeah. yes. and, the, and the trauma and the drama that, and we still need those being told as well mm-hmm. going forward. And we don't want to swap one for the other yet no. more expand on the stories that are being told. Yeah. More stories. And I think we will still watch a story like we are mm. still watching Priscilla and we're still not we're watching <laughs> I think Priscilla <laughs> still haven't. We are going to watch that very soon. Like Before Christmas, like- I'm going to make you watch that film. But Priscilla yeah. is an interesting one to bring up because that one stood out for some reason in a time when no other queer cinema was no, standing out. But I think what it was, for them, their lifestyles in the story mm. were very normal lifestyles and yes. then they were taken into an environment where it wasn't. And that's why that film stood out at the time that mm. it was made compared yeah. to everything else that was being made at the time. So, after last week's episode where we talked about our favourite sexual experiences and I talked yes. about my ex-boyfriend, I got a message <laughs> from none other than my ex-boyfriend, the lovely Sammy. <laughs> and uh, we had a little text exchange and it got me thinking, I realised I've dated two guys very mm. briefly since then and that's like, I think, five years or something. I am scared shitless of dating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really bad at it. When I was younger, I used to do it all the time. I'd be going yeah. for dinners and drinks. I don't know if it's related to the apps or whatever. Yeah. But for some reason now, the idea of going, I'm very... 
very good in social situations at, at pretending that I'm confident mm-hmm. and talking to people and that sort of thing. But when it's a one-on-one date where it's not just like a sex thing, yeah. I am really shit at it and scared shitless of it. And I yeah. will come up with a million excuses why I shouldn't <laughs> go on a date with, with a guy. Yeah. And in fact, the two people that I have dated, I had sex with before I went on a date with them. It's I funny know, how it works backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Luke as a serial dater and Mikey and Kyle as people that are in relationships. I'm really <laughs> yeah. keen to get your advice on, on dating and well, what the hell I do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was like a serial relationship person when I first right. started. My first relationship was like a year long. And then there was like a month in between. And then I dated another person for a year. And then there was a month in between. And then my longest relationship was two and a half years. Mm. And I've had this huge chunk of being single. Five years, I think, single. A lot happened then. And a lot changed this year for me. And like I changed my work and got into a very different kind of mental space. And I think that I've opened myself up to like dating. I remember meeting Duncan, my boyfriend now, and just being so unsure at the beginning. And with Duncan, it was a slow burn. And the whole time I was so unsure, so unsure, so unsure. And I was like, no, what's wrong with you, Kyle? You're like self-sabotaging. This guy's mm. perfect. He's like got the best values, the sweetest soul, like the nicest person I've ever met. Like I remember our first date, It was really awkward and scary. I went straight after work and we met at a place uh, on Chapel Street in Paran in Melbourne called Leonard's House of Love. Oh, they uh, do very good fried chicken. Yeah, they do. I've been there by myself, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember just waiting outside for him and I was like, oh, this tall, handsome guy is walking towards me. That must be him. And yeah, just like all those awkward laughs in the beginning yeah. and you're just like, oh, and you're just trying to make common ground and just like think of things to talk about. That whole like fighting over like buying someone a drink to begin with. Yeah. And yeah, we got pretty drunk actually. And it was like a Thursday, I think. Mm. So alcohol. 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 <laughs> alcohol is the key <laughs> to dating. Alcohol and fried it chicken. It really like, yeah, loosens you up. Not the Fried chicken opens thinking. my heart up. <laughs> yeah, that's ammo for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think gay guys get this full image, like Instagram well, and everything. Yeah. You get this full picture of who you should be with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and what you want to be with and don't do oh, that no. yeah. I think my problem well, like, has been that my last relationship with Sammy was fucking amazing and he yeah. was a great person and we were, I was totally in love but now when I meet someone I'm, I'm comparing them to like the middle of yeah. our relationship uh, when we were in like a really amazing place and stuff and I'm like yeah. well, like, oh no this you person's not get, that person yeah. it's like well no you've got to actually get to know someone exactly. before you can get yeah. that intimacy yeah. and, and be comfortable at dinners and, and yeah. things yeah I can definitely relate to that because like I felt like at the very beginning of Josh and I dating that I was comparing it to my last relationship mm. which wasn't even good how long was ago was like, your last one before John? last proper relationship because I dated this guy for a couple of months mm-hmm. but it was like it was a blip on the scale but like before that it was mm-hmm. probably five or six years yeah, like, um, yeah. Very so you had a big yeah, gap yeah, yeah. Well. a massive gap yeah and like bigger uh, than Luke's I was comparing <laughs> it to like our first couple of dates to like the relationship that I had and like the best parts of it and being mm-hmm. like oh but it's not quite like that yeah. and it's not quite like this and it was what you said mm-hmm. Kyle that like I sort of just had to within myself just mm-hmm. be like you have to trick yourself you self-sabotage yeah. just let it happen if it happens fan-fucking-tastic mm-hmm. if not then it's not meant to be mm-hmm. at all and so like the first date that we went on because Josh and I like we worked together so we knew each other beforehand we we're already friends yeah. and it was sort of like this thing of like oh do, do you like me I don't <laughs> yeah. know yeah <laughs> and then like because <laughs> like you, yeah. you all have met Josh and he's a yeah. loud person yes <laughs> very <laughs> loud person <laughs> and I love him for it yeah. but like you're like Ying Yang. <laughs> like the first date we went on, he was dead quiet. Oh, really? Wow. Like, he was so nervous. Oh, like, cute, I though. didn't know why he was so quiet until like later. I was just like, oh, maybe he's a bit nervous. And he was like, no, no, I was shitting my pants. Because <laughs> he was like, I already knew that I liked you. I can't imagine him nervous. No, it was the yeah. weirdest thing. Like, now that I think back on it, he was just like, I already knew that I liked you, mm. but I didn't know if you liked me the same mm-hmm. way. And that's oh. where I was scared. For me, I was just like, let's just let this happen. And I was playing that like, real cool. And I was <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to be the real laid back guy mm-hmm. and like maybe I'll text you back maybe I won't and then I realised that I was playing those games of like yeah. don't be Mr. Cool Guy because if mm, you like you this person it. just yeah. like them and mm. like do it mm. don't be afraid to like put your feelings out on the line if you feel like it's going to be an actual thing in that five years also like there was a lot of me not having sex with people and not dating anybody mm. at all because that last relationship ended so horribly that I was just like nope don't want to repeat <laughs> yeah. that like yeah. and I think I forgot about the end of it quite a bit because then like I would, there would be times where I would like remember the good stuff and be like oh I really miss them and like yeah. stalk them online and yeah. be like oh 
personal, but like, honest to God, probably maybe went on one or two dates in wow. that time. Yeah, right. And they flopped because <laughs> I was just the, a wreck. I was like, mm-hmm. nope, nope. Oh my God. Oh, like, so and it was that expectation thing yeah. again where it was just like, not an expectation of them, but what I thought other people would think of me and mm. like how I should be. And it was just like, just be yourself at the end of the day. Remember, just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it like, was one of the things I loved about you when we first met. Mm. We went for drinks yeah. at Dr. Morse <laughs> and we talked about this very topic. <laughs> and I remember we talked about dating. We talked about boys, yes. which we still do every single week before yeah. we meet up. <laughs> and Mikey was like, I'm not dating. I haven't dated in like five years and I don't really <laughs> care about it because I'm living my best life. Yeah. And when someone's good enough to like meet my standards yeah. and I don't have to change anything about yeah. how I'm living, then I'm good to go. And so I just really respected that. That doesn't work for me and yeah. I don't agree with anything mm. everyone anyone has said to me. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, dating is a fucking sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sport, <laughs> sport, sport, sport. <laughs> and you got to be good at it. Yeah. And I love it. I love dating. Yeah. The thing I love about dating is you are opening yourself up to something you have Absolutely no idea. The mystery of the unknown. Like, if they're going to be a serial killer. (laughs) And that is the most incredible thing. Like, every time you walk out that door and 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 you're going to meet someone, Mm. it can be your new best friend. It could be your next five-year relationship. It could be the person you spend the rest of your life with mm-hmm. or it could be someone who makes you bleed all over your bed sheets and <laughs> have to replace half of your phone. I had to put money on one of those four options mm. with you. Probably number four. <laughs> my dating tips have always been to like be yourself mm. because they're going to figure it out eventually. Yeah. yeah. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and also like I'm not a fully against being a Nancy Drew and yeah. fully stalking the shit out of their yeah. Instagram. Figuring out what this person is into yeah. if you have mutual yeah. friends. Yeah. Do you think that's healthy, like, to do, like, a little research on someone? Absolutely. Or, like, I think that's okay. Like, I, I remember so Duncan saying that he looked at, because I list my personality type, like, yeah. ENFP, and uh, he, he looked into that and he was like, oh, yeah, we, is like, that matched. what that means? Yeah. Like, I thought it was, like, a party and play or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, oh. to pee and pee at the bottom of my profile. Like, yeah, is that know. personality test yeah, that they can take? Oh, because, yeah, I always see those letters mixed around. Yeah, the my breaks. That makes more sense much more sense because <laughs> yeah. I've always found like the people I've been on dates with have been as nervous if yeah. not more yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a snake what do they say like is a snake's more scared of you than you are of them mm. yeah and so if you're able to chip in and be like mm-hmm. Because I did some fucking sneaky yeah, yeah. research, mm. I know you're into video games. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. I am yeah. just gonna sneak in. Yeah. I'm gonna talk think, about my yeah. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And alcohol always oh, helps. helps. Yes. Yeah. My main tip too is to just not be on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. Your whole life. <laughs> highly, highly recommend you do not do yeah. that. Uh, I think <laughs> you're right in doing a bit of research. I, I can't remember if I've told you about how one of the couple of mm. dates that I've been on in the last five years the guy ended up being uh, a young liberal you know fair enough yeah. some some queer people want to be but he started like we sat down and had some drinks and he started saying some awful things about refugees and oh, uh, yeah. I was against gay marriage this is pre-marriage equality yeah, yeah. and was against gay marriage even as a gay man as yeah. a like, look at the time it's so like, I started tweeting oh, about the no. date in oh, live yeah. time yeah, live <laughs> tweeting and, and then the he went to the toilet and he came no. back and said I follow you on Twitter you oh, Oh, you dickhead no. <laughs> and just walked out <laughs> oh, he just walked out well okay yeah. screw you buddy you're yeah. not good enough for Tom yeah <laughs> what are some like what do you think of like a safe place for a date what, what do you very I don't public. mean like physical <laughs> so, like, very physical public. safety I mean like where do you feel comfortable taking guys for first initial few dates the circus no. <laughs> okay, God, I think a bar no. is good because a meal is commitment. You have to spend a long time with that True. person eating. So get a drink and then always have a backup plan of, oh, I'm meeting someone else. And then mm. you can cancel it if it's right, going yeah. well, but you have an out plan. There are two bars that I know, and I've mentioned it before on the show, but Polino and Thornbury. <laughs> and I take dates there because if you're in the beer garden, there is literally no 4G reception. <gasps> oh, so yeah, you have to talk to me, bitch. Phones do not work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so no one will be getting... In like the notifications in the beer garden, no one. So if he screen. so if he says, "Oh, sorry, my friend just texted," you can be like, exactly. "No, no, he did it. There's no service here." Exactly. Yeah. And that's a wrap for another episode, everybody. Episode 600. Yeah, was it 600? I don't know. I lost count. 
So everybody, please don't forget to s- submit your questions to the Healthy Bear for next week's episode. We're very excited submit to have him here. Submit some juicy ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Make Carl awkward. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> and you can do that via all of our social media channels. So the Gays Revolting mm-hmm. on Facebook, Gays Revolting Pod on Instagram, mm-hmm. or join our group, the Gays Are Revolting on Facebook too. And in the words of Oscar Wilde, Bye! <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.